Are you ready to connect with spirit, get clear, and find peace no matter what you're dealing with? Good news, you found the right place. Welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Hour. I'm your host, Molly McCartney, and I invite you to sit back, take a deep breath, and awaken to the miracles that are possible when you embrace the power of your intuition and spiritual gifts. Hello there and welcome to episode two of the Empowered Wisdom Hour. My name is Molly and I am so glad you're listening. I just got back from working out this morning and not sure where you are in the world and when you are listening, but for me it's Monday morning and um, I get to do my own thing. I don't have to show up at a job and yet I'm up on Monday morning and for me that's a pretty big deal because uh, I'm a night person, have always been a night person. However, I have a commitment to work out with a friend of mine every Monday morning at 8.30 in the morning. And some of you are like, that's late. What are you talking about? But for me, that's early. And um, I will say this morning, uh, the reason why I'm sharing that is because this morning I did not want to go. I woke up grumpy. I woke up not feeling like I had enough sleep, even though I had had, had enough sleep. And I just yeah, had that, that morning thing going on. But I had made a commitment to show up and I realized too in that moment that my intellect or my mind um, really had some judgments about what it meant to get up early and take care of myself. And it was important to listen to the intuitive part of me that knew, it's like this gentle mother inside of me, this is what's good for you, you know you're going to feel better, go ahead and do it. And I showed up and I did and I told my friend, I'm grumpy, I don't want to be here. And she says, I get it. And throughout the workout, I was really happy. I was moving my body. My energy got into my body and I felt so much better to start my day and to feel very positive. So, um, you know, I share this because today's episode is all about the intuition of the body. And this is not new for me, but there were many years ago where it was a very new thing for me that even taking a walk was so enlightening, was so refreshing. And I was like, wow, what's happening to my mind and my consciousness? I feel so much better just taking a walk. Uh, But before that, I had always listened to that grumpy mind that didn't want to move, that wanted the instant gratification, that wanted the sugar, that wanted the the unhealthy foods, that wanted to sleep in and and not really show up for my, my health. And I would get lost a lot of times in my spiritual life in terms of meditation and uplifting thinking and and sort of up in the upper chakras as we call it in that that the spiritual field you you just get lost up there and don't ground the self in in the earthly life and that's a a pitfall of a lot of um, spiritual folks is that we don't bring it down to make it useful in our own lives so in those years I learned when I finally started listening to my intuition to take better care of myself and it was my body's intuition, not my my sort of mental intuition and, and feeling inspired thoughts. It was my body telling me through health issues that it was not happy. And and that's, you know, it'll start with a, a rumble in the stomach or a discomfort or uh, a slight um, exhaustion or fatigue. It'll start telling you in little ways that you're not listening, that you're not taking good care of it. And then a lot of times those issues will blossom into more chronic issues that we seek out doctors for that maybe sometimes the doctors can't even figure out because it's kind of just odd and out of balance and the body's just out of balance. And it means changing your diet. It means changing your activities. It means uh, changing your mindset about your body 
and really using the mind body spirit uh, complex as the thing that leads to your healing. So um, that's where I've been. This is where I am. And I'm super happy for those of you putting off your workouts or your yoga practice or your movement practice after this podcast or during this podcast, go ahead and take a walk. I, I, I love to listen to stuff while I take a walk. So you're moving while you're listening, while you're getting this upgrade of consciousness um, and enjoy that. I really encourage you to, um, to let me know how that goes. Um, so before uh, I bring on um, my friend Tracy of Tracy's Total Wellness, she's a health coach locally here in Orlando. Um, she's going to share with us a lot about how hormonal imbalance is caused by stress and internalizing stress instead of uh, making sure you're having fun and enjoying your life and following that intuition. Um, she knows a lot a lot more technical stuff than I do, so I, I wanted to have her on to, to be an advocate for that. Um, but I want to share, too, what my guides shared about um, taking care of the body because this is one of those little pieces of advice, one of those um, inspirational phrases that really changed things for me. Um, and, and help me phrase it for you a little better too. So um, even this was just the other day, but they've totally come through with this many times before. And if you're in touch with your spirit guides, you know that they repeat themselves a lot, especially if you're not listening. Um, so uh, a few words uh, from them about the body is that the human body is, is like a flower, is like a plant in a garden, um, you know, maybe a tree whatever kind of plant you identify with, but they use the metaphor of a flower. And if a flower has the proper uh, soil with the proper fertilization, the proper nutrients, and it has good light, the right kind of light for it, and all flowers need a different kind of light, a different kind of um, environment, and it has the right amount of water, it's going to flourish. Uh, and the same is true for our body. So it's the right nutrients, the right amount of water, the right amount of light, and making sure that all of that stays in balance. You're going to have this beautiful being that, that sprouts up through the ground and stays very happy and decorates your life. And, and you can really enjoy being in that space. However, if you don't give yourself the nutrients, if you stomp on the ground, if you uh, mentally stomp on it, if you don't um, let it connect with the light and connect with the light within you as well as around you and with the world around you, the good parts of the world around you, and you only focus on the negative, um, they say, what, what do you think will happen to that flower? And, and same is true for our bodies and, and our mind-body-spirit complex that is that kind of blossoming consciousness of humanity in the form of you. <laughs> in the form of me you know we are all flowers in this great big garden and it's it's our role to take care of ourselves and help sure that we're thriving and when we're thriving we can help each other thrive so that's why I do this that's why I do the show and everything else I do I'm all about that every day all the time um, otherwise why did I come here right and um, if you have a calling uh, same thing make sure that you're elevating it in your life honoring it doing the things to, to bring forth that strength inside yourself because the world needs you very, very badly. And I welcome you into the space. So um, today, again, Tracy is coming in from Tracy's Total Wellness, and she's going to tell you a little bit more about herself. And I'm going to bring her on in just a couple of moments. Enjoy.
Hello, Internet Universe. This is Molly McCartney with the Empowered Wisdom Hour, and today my special guest is Tracy Rickard of Tracy's Total Wellness. So hi, Tracy. It's good to have you here today. Hi, Molly. I'm so honored to be here with you. Good. Awesome. Awesome. So today, as you know, my show is all about wisdom and bringing wisdom back to the world, and especially uh, women's wisdom, although it's in the heart of every man and woman. It's that feminine side of infinite intelligence. And um, I'd love to hear your story about how you enjoy bringing that back to the world through the work that you do. Wonderful. Well, I believe, and I think that's why we really became close, is that the wisdom that we have inside of us has always been there and it always is there. And I have found with the work that I do with women struggling with hormonal issues and stress related concerns is that they've turned the dial down. They've turned the volume down on their own internal wisdom. Mm -hmm. It's so easy nowadays to become disassociated from our own internal wisdom. Um, and I find with a lot of my clients, there's layers and layers and layers of it from wisdom of our body to wisdom of our mindset, the wisdom of the way our emotions are, uh, what our emotions are telling us, and then also a deeper spiritual wisdom. So I actually work in all four of these layers with women in, in different ways, uh, but I always start with the wisdom of the body because I have found in my um, 15 plus years as a massage therapist that so many people would get on my massage table completely disconnected from their own bodies, mm. not even realizing what was going on in their bodies. Um, and then as I added in my yoga training, again, I saw it. sometimes I'd say, move your left foot and they're moving like their right hand. <laughs> mm -hmm. And again, seeing this disassociation, um, with our bodies. Um, and then with the, uh, hormone health coaching, uh, I saw it to the biggest degree of women being so disassociated from their bodies that it started to cause all of these health concerns and they weren't listening to the whispers of the health concerns. They didn't end up listening until it was like a hurricane siren of health concerns. And I whittled that all back to getting quiet and tapping into our own wisdom, knowing that we are our own best doctor. We are our own best healer. We are everything because we are our own wisdom. Mm -hmm. So I have found with everything I do, it's super important. And now more than ever with uh, what I like to call the information overload that's out there, it's so easy to be tempted by busyness and by distractions. And the more we tempt ourselves and the more we nibble on that little donut of distraction, <laughs> the more disassociated yeah. <laughs> yeah. we actually become. Um, but I always start with the body uh, because it is our vessel. It is the vessel. We are human beings. Um, and then I generally will dive into the mind set, into the emotional system, and then deeper into the spiritual. Um, and that is how I've started to kind of dive in with people. And I've felt it to be a really great um, kind of introduction into what wisdom is, is just getting them associated with their bodies. It's a little less threatening than going right smack dab to some spiritual work. Yeah. I've found a lot of women that are struggling with health concerns or hormonal imbalances. There is a disconnect from spirit, mm -hmm. but they are, they are just at such an inflammatory state right now in so many ways. And a lot of them are running 
with excuses that they have too many things they need to take care of. There's all these people, they got to get their kids to soccer practice and they have to do this and they have to do that. I, I have no time to go to yoga class or I have no time to even get to the doctor. But if I start diving into some deeper stuff, a lot of times um, it might make that ego part of them or that excuse part of them stop them in their tracks. Mm -hmm. And I have found through um, some of the practices that helping them to at least just get reassociated with the wisdom of their body, they can start to turn the volume up. And right then and there, magic can happen. I love that. I love that. Because as I've shared with you, when I first met you, that that was my, my path as well. And I've shared with, with my circle and, and anybody who will listen, the story of when I was 90 pounds overweight, major hormonal imbalance, couldn't sleep, couldn't digest food, couldn't my, you know, my lady parts were all out of whack and there was just so much wrong. And it really was that kind of watching my body, listening to it, uh, doing the hypnosis to change the mindset and then doing the spiritual work at the same time. Like really that triple threat changed everything. So, you know, and I started through hypnosis, but I know you don't necessarily do that or do you do hypnosis? How do you, how do you address that, that first uh, step with people when it, when it comes to their body? Is it through the massage and yoga or is there other things that you do? Yeah. So what I like to say is I work with women that are overwhelmed, exhausted, struggling with a lot of inflammatory responses, whether that be they're snapping at people and they're angry all the time or they have arthritis. There are so many different um, varieties of inflammatory responses. So what I like to say is I, I will meet a woman wherever she's ready to say yes to herself. And there are different ways to do that. That could be them getting on my massage table. That could be them showing up to a yoga class. That could be them. Um, I offer a lot of different local events or things where I guide them to through meditation and visualization. Um, I don't necessarily do hypnotherapy, but in my yoga background, and in all of the um, coaching skills that I've worked with, I, I tap a lot into visualization and meditation. Um, and I love to, I, I'm very much like you, I'm, I'm very intuitive. I, I like to offer the yes to them, whatever that invitation of yes is that I can tell will be the easiest welcome in for their personality. Would be the easiest for them. Just like there's a ton of different kinds of meditation for each kind of person, I like to let my intuition guide me to what I believe would be the easiest yes for the personality of that person. And then we can go deeper and deeper and deeper. But I really do have different levels of yes and different avenues of yes mm -hmm. to make the choice to say yes a little bit easier. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. And, I, and I've had a massage with you, so I can attest at how amazing the yes is <laughs> wherever you go with that. So that's- Oh, thank you. Yes, for sure. Um, so, and that's really good to know there's multiple ways because everyone is coming from a different place. And um, a teacher told me once, everyone's at different places in the fog. <laughs> so that's right. need at wherever that- place you are is, is important to be able to offer services and help to people in those places. So let me know a little bit about where you come from, because it's fascinating. I always find it fascinating. We're almost all, um, as healers, we have our backgrounds of where we were challenged, where we were our first uh, client or students, and then rose to the occasion to help other people. So tell me a little bit about your story and, and what led you to this work. 
Yeah, so I was um, in the middle of college, undergrad, ready to be an actor. I was going to be a comedic actor. I was going to be on Broadway. I was going to do all that. Um, I, I was starting, that, to get, <laughs> starting to get trained in um, comedy, classical comedy. Um, I, people have coined me the fun coach, and I, get, I always like to say I get my inspiration from Lucille Ball. She's my idol. Um, not only what she did for women in, in the television industry, but just even in her comedic brilliance. And that was my passion and my goal. And it really was, I realized it was a therapy for people. Uh, the arts are a therapy mm -hmm. um, for so many people. And uh, the way that I could feel something just by going to a play was phenomenal to me. So the world of uh, theater and entertainment is, is where I really got started. Um, but then when I went started on the grad school audition process, I just really didn't dig the um, structure, the politics, all the stuff that was that went into that. And my massage therapist just uh, recommended maybe I try body workout because she was she was pretty um, impressed by just my knowledge and my openness to receive body work. She said a lot of people have a hard time receiving and you receive body work better than some of my clients I've had on my table for 20 years. Mm. So instead of grad school, I went to massage school and that really started my journey more into the holistic world. And, and that's, it was so funny because then my yoga teacher, cause I got involved in yoga, my yoga teacher said I'd be a good yoga teacher. And then my friend in massage school said I'd become a uh, really be a good health coach. So I ended up kind of going on this journey just by listening to people that were seeing the brilliance already within me. And I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, I started to really work with all of these different skills through massage, yoga, and health coaching, and really wanted to help people. Um, but what started to occur is my desire to help people um, was turning me into a go, 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 go mentality, as well as schedule. And I ended up burning out. And my burnout happened a little bit earlier um, than most women. So the burnout that occurred for me was um, a massive uh, fatigue and depression. And it ended up getting to a little bit of a severe, I kind of had to have, I guess my family had to have a slight intervention <laughs> uh, with me where I, I couldn't get out of bed some days. And some days it was because I was super tired. Some days I was just sad. Um, I went to some doctors and all they told me was, oh, you're just um, depressed, take this antidepressant. And it made me worse, not better. Um, I still didn't have energy. And I got to a point where the medication ended up having an, a bad effect on me. And um, I like to say, I, I only went just a little cray cray, but I did go a little cray cray. And uh, that's when my family came in. They're like, we don't know who you are anymore. You care so much about people. How can you not care about yourself? It's like, not that I don't care about myself. I just feel like crap every day. Mm -hmm. And so then we made it a mission. Um, I had to quit. I was doing mostly body work at that point. I had to quit my job. Um, I had moved back in with my parents, which was fun in my late 20s. I had just moved out and then I moved back in. Um, they were super supportive through the whole thing. Um, but because I was so tired, I couldn't work. Mm -hmm. um, I could barely get out of bed in the morning. And all the doctors were telling me is that I had um, low serotonin, which I had uh, a lot more going on. So I made it a mission because I, I went through these steps with these people that I thought were helping me, um, made me feel worse. 
Mm-hmm. So I made it a mission to only go to people that listened to what I had to say. Saw me as a human being, not as a symptom. And it was, it was a little difficult, especially in the mental health field, um, to find somebody. And that was my boundary as a patient or as a client. They have to listen to what I have to say. And if they don't, I'll get up and I'll walk right out of the office. I don't care. It's important to me because people not listening to me ended me up in the hospital. So it was really important that I did that. And through people listening to what I had to say, oh, I got my hormones tested, my thyroid checked out. Um, we looked at you know, my lifestyle and the belief systems that I had about myself, and I started to get better. Like, oh, no wonder why you're depressed and tired all the time. Your thyroid is very underactive. You have low vitamin D. You're deficient in magnesium. Your cortisol, which is your stress hormone, is which they say we usually see this in women once they get into their 40s. And I was only in my 20s. So they said, you did a really good job. <laughs> um, you used up your tank. <laughs> yeah, I wore myself out quicker than normal. So most women in their 20s and 30s, they just run on high cortisol all the time. And then by the time they get to their 40s or 50s, it, it plummets. Mm-hmm. So I was just, it plummeted. So it's like, no wonder why you feel the way you feel. All the side effects of these deficiencies is depression and fatigue. Mm-hmm. My serotonin got checked out. Um, it actually wasn't doing too bad, um, but I learned through these doctors, 80% of my serotonin is actually in my gut, not in my brain. And the yeah. birth control I got put in as a teenager and the antidepressants I got put on kill the good bacteria in my gut. Mm-hmm. So it was a journey of like repairing my body. And when I started to do that, I started to feel emotionally better. And then we could work a little bit more on the mindset piece um, where I started to go to a life coach and we worked on the mind. I did the body first because I was going through therapy and then I got into coaching. It wasn't working as well as I would have liked because my physical system was depressed. So it's really hard to feel happy when you're tired all the time on a physical level. That's very true. And what would you say about your intuition? Because there's the good feeling of, oh, I feel better, or this, this activity is helping me feel better. But how would you say that you connected with your intuition, even when, when you were in that place of, of feeling awful? Like, what did it sound like to you? Or what, what gave you the strength to say, I've got to try something different? My intuition was always there. Sometimes I was just like, I don't believe you. <laughs> Um, it was just like a rejection, like, nope. <laughs> I, I, was already, I had already learned all these tools. I had been living at, you know, the world of yoga for so long. I, I was really tapped into my intuition. Um, and when I was going through all this stuff, I kept hearing this voice, of, this isn't right, this isn't right. But everybody else was telling me, go to a psychiatrist. I think you need to go on an antidepressant. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that I, I believe I um, betrayed my intuition and I didn't listen to my intuition and it got me very, very sick. So it was a learning mechanism for me too, to, yes, to um, take in what other people say, but to ultimately not have it be the ultimate choice I make. It's my opinion, not their opinion. And I, I um, in that moment, I think because I was so tired, I took other people's opinions over my own mm-hmm. and it ended up getting me sick. Mm-hmm. So it was a really, really powerful thing for me to see. Um, that the intuition was there for me. I just didn't listen to it. And what can mm. happen if we, if we don't really listen to our own intuition? So then I really set proper boundaries to 
Um, the biggest one for me was if I'm, if somebody's not listening to what I have to say, that's my intuition, trying to express, be vulnerable, share who I am. If you're not willing to be there on the same level as me, then I don't want to share my time with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That kind of answers my next question. I was going to ask, what's your advice to someone struggling with these kinds of things that are chronic, that aren't being solved by traditional means or Western means, um, and they're, they're just kind of in that training that the medical system is God or is, is the authority, and yet it's still not working, and their intuition is telling them to move on. Like, what, what do you offer to your, to your clients, or what would you say to the listeners that are dealing with that? Good question. So I generally tell people when they're struggling and they're going to somebody for support, it could be somebody like a medical doctor or even a health coach or a therapist. Um, It could also just be your friend or the family member. Mm -hmm. You can tell if they're not listening to what you're saying. It's it's very easy to pick up on. Uh, The biggest cue is that they're talking more than you are. If they're talking more than you are, they're probably not listening to what you're saying. Good Easy point. indicator. Yeah. Easy indicator. Very good Also point. a big indicator too, if they cut you off, blah. Mm-hmm. Cut you off. Now this could be family members or this could even be somebody in the medical field. Mm-hmm. I know some doctors that are absolutely amazing. They are amazing. But what mm-hmm. they, have, they have honed in on is their listening skills and treating that person as a human being. So the second thing I would say is you can feel because we've all been there like growing up through school when it's teacher up above us, student down below. You can feel when somebody's on the same level as you or if somebody's trying to talk down on you. Mm -hmm. You can feel it. Now, sometimes people are some certain systems, usually the medical system, um, uh, sometimes like certain therapy systems, it is practitioner or um, professional is above and the client, the client or patient is a little bit below. Other things like uh, a lot of the work that you're doing or some of the coaching work I do, I'm meeting them at the same level. Mm-hmm. You can still treat a person as a human being and have a sense of understanding, empathy, and compassion for them. What, it doesn't matter which mm-hmm. quote unquote system you are in. So if you're feeling like they are just telling you what to do, or you get like a little, "Mm," like this, it's like, people have always said, I feel like I'm getting this knot in like my solar plexus or your jaw tenses up. If you start to feel part of your body tense up, again, they're probably not listening to what you're having to say. Now, the bad butterflies, right? (laughs) Sometimes they're sharing the wisdom that you know is in there and you're too scared to hear it. So Mm. I just want to offer kind of a little disclaimer is sometimes you get so scared that you're like, Oh crap, that, that is everything. That's the key. I'm so scared to do this. I'm so scared to make all these changes. Mm -hmm. So mm, there's, there's, there's sometimes I don't want to say that's the be all end all, but that the number one thing I said, if they're talking more than you, they're probably not listening to you as a human being. That makes sense. Yep. And that's, I I like to apply those kinds of things to anything. And people ask me about spirit being a bully or spirit trying to take you over or something like that. And it's like, well, if you 
think about when a person tries to do it or, or if someone has a bully energy and is not really honoring you. It's the same, same exact feeling. So you make yourself, you honor yourself and make yourself as big, if not bigger, in order to um, face that. So and when it comes to something came to me as you were talking about the difference between seeing a doctor or, or really these are in the cases where it's a mysterious illness you've seen multiple doctors you're on multiple medications or you've tried and things are still not working and it's more of a an intuitive ailment or a spiritual ailment or an energetic ailment that can be worked on or healed through health coaching and really changing the full lifestyle whereas a medical doctor can help with an established illness or in surgeries and and long-term you know major stuff but before it gets there how would you say the intuition speaks through the body through those kind of conditions and how does health coaching and the work that you do help that before it becomes something that needs a doctor yes so it all starts with with intuition and let's say it's those little whispers mm -hmm. um whether the whisper be like that little twinge that you get or it's that little i don't know voice or whatever it might be everybody has those um in the health coaching training we talk about this one thing in particular called your hunger signal it's it's almost like so many people don't know when they're they're hungry mm -hmm. and um so many people don't even know when they're full so i'll use this as a primary um, example of how they can be guided by their intuition is usually we're getting a particular signal and everybody gets the signal a little bit different. Some people, like, when they're hungry, they get like an empty feeling in their stomach. Um, and then some people, when they're hungry, they literally just hear the word, I'm hungry. Um, so most people, uh, I have found there has been a primary uh, communication of their intuition, whether it be some physical thing or a voice they're hearing or just a sensation. Uh, I had some people say they feel like warm inside or they, they feel this the hair stand up on their their arms um we all have i think our the way our intuition speaks through us and i believe that there's many different ways but i have found with so many clients there's a primary way that it speaks to us because it's probably the way we have listened to the most so we all have that in that intuitive power and it's all within us i have i have found what occurs though is the more we ignore the in intuition the more it has to try and yell at us until a physical issue occurs now if we get to that point of of quote unquote crap or the other word hits the fan <laughs> uh, a lot of times what needs to occur first is a physical system we need to quiet the scream of the physical system to hear the intuition so I like to say whatever level somebody's on I want to make sure that we're able to clean away what we need to so that the intuition can be heard I do say though there's always 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 collaborative events so when I was sick I went to um, a naturopathic physician I went to a Chinese medicine practitioner acupuncturist I was getting um, restorative and therapeutic yoga I had a life coach and I saw a holistic psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. I had five people that were supporting me in what was going on with myself because I realized there was so many different layers that needed to be attended to. One particular practitioner wasn't gonna serve me. So I do say for most people, it is wonderful to have support, say in the spiritual, mental, emotional realm, plus some physical 
mm -hmm. clinical work, but make sure that their languages work together. Yes. And yeah. that'll help the clinical physical issues as well as the intuitive maybe belief system mm -hmm. issues, whatever's going on there. That'll help them work more cohesively together. Yes. That was the main reason why I got deeper level life coaching skills upped the training in my yoga practice, mm -hmm. as well as got trained by a functional medical doctor in hormonal work so that I, I can see what's going on in a clinical level as well as this emotional spiritual level mm -hmm. because they have to be looked at. But our body is the vessel that our spirit operates from. So a lot of times when they're not looked at cohesively together, mm -hmm. that's when one thing gets ignored. Um, I've seen people that just do all the emotional spiritual work, but it's like you're eating sugar every day. You're causing inflammation in the body. And then I've seen people that go raw vegan, but are just judgmental and nasty people. So <laughs> yep. it's kind of that nice, that may help healthy balance um, yeah. for everybody. And to have a tribe, not think that one person is going to be your be all end all. That's the yes. great thing about this world right now. There's so many people and we can all help each other. It's so true. And it's so similar to like weight loss, which is not specifically what we're talking about, but it reminds me, so many trainers will say, you can change your diet and not work out. You can work out and not change your diet. And it's usually not going to work unless you put the two together. And I found, found that to be true in, in my experience too, with the, with the development of, of getting back into balance, getting my mind, body, and spirit back into balance. It took all three. And it took a, it took a while for me um, to, to get there as a, you know, intuitive psychic medium. I was blossoming with that, but then I was doing a lot of behaviors because I was kind of dampening my gifts. And I think that's what people tend to do. They have either a mission or they have a bigger power to bring to the world and their intuition is urging them towards that. And then they'll make kind of stuff it or stuff what they need to deal with to get there. You know, do you find that um, other than like daily tasks and, and taking care of everybody else, do you find that with your clients, they're, they're heading for something, um, kind of a mission or a leadership space themselves, or is it um, usually just getting to where they're taking care of themselves first? Well, I work with women, so they're all taking care of somebody. Right. <laughs> 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 Um, but most of the women, what I like to say is they have a driving passion pulling mm -hmm. them forward. Mm -hmm. Whether that just be that there is heart disease running in their entire family line and they're ready to reverse that. Mm -hmm. They don't want their children to have it. They don't want the rest of their family to have it. Um, they don't want to get it. Or whether it is that they're in more of a, I work with some people that are in more of the um, professional fields as well. And they want to make an impact in this world or they want to be in a leadership position. Um, so I do, I do work with women that um, have a passion that they want to, f to bring to life mm -hmm. and to flourish. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times there are specific things that are potentially um, start like malnourishing that mm -hmm. passion or starving it just like, Ooh, that's uh, good. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's we can good. Mal malnourish. Your passion is malnourished. No. Your passion is malnourished. <laughs> <That's not good>. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, they all are in some form of leadership position, whether it even is in the leadership of their family heritage and they're ready to stop some of these things that are going on in their lineage, whether that even be just emotional stuff or physical things. Mm -hmm. They tend to be, I work with a lot of people, like I like to say, that are rocking the boat 
And a lot of the people around them don't like the boat to be rocked, mm. but they rock the boat because they want to play in the water. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. And that is huge, that generational healing and just stopping it in its tracks because with genetic, I mean, we could go on and on about epigenetics and, and what it means to, to not have to follow in the footsteps of the health challenges of your family just by changing the way you eat and the way you live and the way you think. Um, it, is that something you talk about a lot? I mean, I do uh, know that yes. you talk quite a bit about it, but <laughs> in terms of private clientele and, and when you're really digging in deep, because it sounds to me like you're also a generational healer, not, you know, not just thinking like, here, eat these things and do these exercises. It's really about digging in deep with that stuff, right? Yes, be, the, there is a place for everything here. And I think the amazing things that are coming out of science right now are fantastic. What we are learning about um, cells expressions is, is insane. They, they have figured out that we can either turn on an expression of a gene or we can turn it off. Mm -hmm. And that expression could be, say, everybody's been struggling with multiple sclerosis or rheumatoid arthritis and you can literally turn the expression of that off right and it doesn't have to be that way there are seeing reverses in alzheimer's it is it is absolutely amazing what science is learning and i think what's happening right now it we're just in the middle of it being mixed together so it's kind of like the salad dressing is being built but we have just put the oil the seasoning and the water together and it's kind of like mm, i don't know what to do with it i love we're, that of wanting to shake it up so then we can create this um, fantastic salad dressing. So we're kind of in the middle of that. It's starting to get shaken. Yep. And then we have all these other amazing healing modalities that we're seeing what meditation and mindfulness does, mm -hmm. what com even just compassion does for the expression of cells and genes. Yes. And, uh, and we can change the alkalinity of our body by being positive. Yes. What? <laughs> yes, girl, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> so it's amazing, amazing what's going on in both realms. Yes. It science, is. what is happening in science, and also what is happening in you want to say the, the spiritual metaphysical healing world. And we're we're gonna we're going to start seeing it bridging and coming together. I mean, there's there's hospitals now teaching meditation, mm -hmm. um, hospitals um, diffusing essential oils. Things are really starting to come together. Um, a lot of doctors now are recommending some of these other healing modalities. We get a lot at the yoga studio I work at. We get a lot of doctors that recommend people do yoga. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing to see it all coming yeah. together and how our cells and our, our genes, what we are um, at that total, total root cause yeah. of life can be affected in every, every way. I love that. And I, I love, there's a, a saying out there and I forget who said it, but uh, magic is just stuff science hasn't figured out yet or hasn't learned to explain yet. And now it's, you know, I agree. It's like a conversation more than, oh, this comes first and then that comes first. It's, we're all discovering it together. And, and I'm in that space too, as you know, I love to, to read both. You know, if I have a, a spiritual experience or, or some, something shifts in my consciousness or even uh, some paranormal experiences, I'm always going to look up the scientific aspect of it first or, and, and put the two and two together because I want to make sure that I'm grounded in, in that wisdom. And that's the coolest thing that this flow can come through us and it can come from this conscious source of, of where we come from. Of uh, all, I don't know. I see it as just being plugged in and connected 
And that's when I'm completely balanced. When I'm disconnected, either mind, body, or spirit, that's when everything's, that circuit can't get through. But as long as that circuit's coming through, it's like homeostasis is always happening. That healing life force is always coming in. And I, and I just love that. I, I could geek out on that forever. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, cool. We'll talk some more. Um, so with all of this that you do for other people, and I feel your passion, as, and it's just, it makes me so happy. Tell me now how you take care of yourself as someone who coaches self-care for others, because that, for those listening who are in that space, that's probably going to be really helpful for them too. Yes. Um, the biggest, biggest, biggest thing is I invest in my own support. Mm. I make sure that I have always somebody on my side and I, um, and I do this with my clients. So I like to say, I want to have integrity. I want to practice what I preach. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at that metaphysical spiritual realm, I'm not going to manifest the clients I want to work with. If I'm not practicing what I preach, I'm not putting that energy out there. Right. Mm -hmm. So I really do practice what I preach, but the biggest thing is I have said to my clients is find your tribe. Find your people and your people are going to be different. And what I mean by that is there are things that I can talk to my family about. There are things that I can talk to my yoga teacher about. There are things that I can talk to my health coach about, to my friends. Some of them might be like my friends I grew up with and now more of my like spiritual metaphysical friends. I know all the parts of me have a place to go to be supported at all times. And I know I can have those parts expressed whenever I want, whether that is me just going out on Sunday watching football, like with the people I grew up with and really enjoying that. And then me getting deep into conversation after yoga class. I, I, I like to say, and that's why people think it, at first people thought it was weird. And now people have coined me the fun coaches. I like to say, I can be out singing karaoke, doing a split on the bar one night, and then the next morning I'm on my meditation pillow and going to yoga class. That's the great thing about um, being who you are. You're always going to have your tribe of people, but it's important to make sure you are consistently getting the support. And I am constantly investing in support for myself that changes. It's not like I'm, I always have a coach or I'm always working in a program. It could be that I invest in going on this epic retreat I've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But when I feel that um, my, the part of me, the, the essence of me is being depleted, then it's time for me to, to nourish myself again because I'm, I'm malnourishing myself when I'm not getting um, support. I find when people are struggling and I find it happens with me either when I'm up-leveling. So when we up-level, all the stuff that we need to deal with comes to the surface. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so sometimes it can be a little yes. difficult in the up level um, or when I'm struggling, when I am in a place of they, people, some people call it the dark night of the soul or I'm, I'm, I get sick, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. is isolation is the biggest tempt, temptress out there. Mm -hmm. And it is so easy to isolate. Isolation just breeds more isolation. Mm -hmm. So I, I always, always tell people and I find the number one cure for loneliness is to do something else for another person. It makes you feel important. Yes. So feel like you can go out there and give something of yourself to another person, but also make sure you always have um, your support system. That's number one. Number two is I have a commitment to ritual. 
it changes here and there, but I have, there's some time in the morning that I have ritual, there's time in the afternoon, and there's always time in the evening. There's some rituals that will never change, which is make sure I drink this, the proper amount of water every day. That's a basic ritual. Um, some other rituals is I, I do have some meditations, mantras, things that I, I do in the morning, um, like moving my body, but I, I have committed to the practice of ritual and making it consistent and persistent. Now, ritual changes maybe when I'm va on vacation, and instead of those 15 minutes in meditation, I only got five, but five is better than none. Mm -hmm. But I, I make it a practice to also stay committed to ritual. So those two things, support and ritual. I love that. I love that. And I, this is an extra super personal spiritual question, but do you have a, a spirit guide or a sense of a certain energy that guides what you do when you go into meditation or is it you know does it come through as like body knowing intuition for you well for me and i think it's because of um all the training and, and me accessing all this through the body i first get it through the body mm -hmm. um i practice a lot with clients and i practice personally like physiology just by changing the way you're sitting can change the way you feel. So I, this chronic desk job has caused people to be so depressed. Yes. So I usually access it through that. Um, I, I generally do a little bit of yoga, asana, part of yoga. People think yoga is just the asana, the posture, but it's not. Um, I do American yoga, as we'll call it. I do asana. <laughs> Nowhere. In the morning. So I move my body. I, I have to breathe and move my body first for me to then tap in to the spiritual connection. That's my way in. Some of my clients, it's not. Once I feel that way, what I feel is I can almost feel, and I think it's just how the connection I have with the physical body, I feel like my muscle fibers just realign and I feel my nerves mm -hmm. start to work together. And then I feel those chakras and the energy start to realign as well but for me i almost feel on the physical level first and then on that on that emotional um energe energetic level love um, it yeah so that's kind of my way in and then i can tap into to my intuition but i i get a lot of these i'll feel like somebody's tapping on my shoulder <laughs> yeah <laughs> what? who's that what <laughs> Yeah, those uh, so I definitely know that's my intuition, my you know, my higher power. Love that. I'm coming it's like in. a clear sentient, clear cognizant way of of, of showing up. Of, of yes. Yeah. But I feel this softness in those areas on a energetic chakra level. Like so I can almost start to feel my heart just that part of my heart just kind of soften. Mm, it's, it's nice. yeah, it's like it's molding the pizza dough. It's kind yes. Of, what a lovely way to be. <laughs> <laughs> Good way to be like pizza. Sure. <laughs> Everybody loves pizza. That's right. So, um, anything else you want to share today with listeners um, before we run out of time? Um, well, what I would like to tell people, because I work in a very large realm of the world of stress, is because it is such a big, broad topic um, that stress is not always a bad thing. The reason it's gotten a bad rap is that we're reacting to it in times when we don't need it. So our sympathetic nervous system was created for us to fight off. Um, that's why it's called fight or flight, for us to fight off something or for us to run away from something. And sometimes it is needed. That's why you've seen those stories of a mother being able to lift five times of her weight to save her baby. Yeah. It's 
it is important. And I don't want people to always think stress is a bad thing. Because sometimes if we get a little stressed, when I was saying like when up levels occurring or we know that's the way we need to go and it's like, nah, mm. we can use it in a different way. So it's like the good butterflies versus the bad butterflies. So don't do that. <laughs> it's more how you respond to stress. Right. So I don't um, shun people away from stress and I have no judgment on stress in and of itself. It is just a messenger. So if we can respond to it a different way, then we're able to have the control over the choices that occurs. Mm -hmm. If we allow stress to control us at all times of our life, that is when we lose control and um, inflammatory responses begin, whether that's what I said before, right? Whether that's anger or arthritis or you can't sleep or weight gain, we always have control. So a lot of times when you're stressed, you're overwhelmed, there's health conditions that coming up or you're just feeling bitter and resentful and feel really disconnected from source, God, whatever you believe in. Mm -hmm. Check to see who's in the driver's seat of your life. Mm -hmm. Is it stressful situations? Is it um, negative things your mother said to you when you were a little kid? Is it that nasty boss that you can't get? Who is in the driver's seat? Because mm -hmm. whomever is in the driver's seat is probably causing stress in your life. And they're controlling your life, which is causing inflammation. Stress mm -hmm. will cause inflammation if you constantly react to it in a fighting manner versus being like, okay, this is happening right now because this is a good thing, but I am in the control of the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. So That's start awesome. driving your own car. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yep. It's good to be aware of those parts. We all we're made of lots of different parts and we got to watch that for sure. Yes. Um, so remind us again, what services you offer, if you have a favorite one right now, or one that you're really into offering to people and where we can find you. Yeah. So the absolute favorite thing I love to do is diving deeper into the hormone coaching. Um, I bring in a lot of my massage and yoga background into that, the power of physiology and the power of movement and breath. Um, but I have an upcoming group program for women to uh, survive the holidays pretty much. So I love uh, doing coaching work um, and I love the power of group coaching work because when we come together in a community, I like to say it, you get free endorphins. When women come together, they actually release endorphins when they feel like they belong and they're like-minded. So it's like a freebie, get free endorphins. Um, and I have found through the power of group work, Plus, the program has one-on-one -on -one work with me. Um, change happen more quickly and more easily. Mm. So I do a lot more group work now because I, just, I have found that people get results faster. Um, if people are having a ton of inflammatory responses, I usually will add a little bit more extra personal coaching. So the great thing about group work is they can always get a little bit more support from me. Um, and then in the same fashion... Uh, that with the women coming together is it's almost time for my, my women's retreat, which you are going to be a part of. That's right. Uh, and that's on uh, Saturday, September 22nd. Um, I do like to, for those spiritual peeps, I do like to get the retreat as close to possible um, on the full moon. Um, but I always do them on Saturday. So it's very close to the full moon, which is a time for women to come together and shed and release. 
Um, and it's going to be a fantastic day for, um, for nourishment, for pampering. But for ultimately what it is, is what you do, and what I do is help people to listen to that inner wisdom because I have found so many people, the holidays hit and they don't listen to that at all. And then they hit the new year feeling so ashamed of the choices they made and then making health goals from a place of shame versus mm. intuitive empowerment. Mm, so that's gonna, a big one. Yeah, we're going to nip that in the bud and help them to create a framework and a blueprint so that they can get through the holidays in a way that's going to be supportive. So my live events are my absolute favorite thing to do. And the retreats are the biggest, biggest favorite thing to do. I know that's not proper grammar, but okay. Um, because when we can get together on a, an entire day, there are so, so many transformations, so many things that can occur from just listening to somebody else's story or having this um, massive aha moment as someone speaking or as they're receiving a pampering service, they are able to finally receive, be open to receiving. Um, so it's a fantastic day and you are my fantastic guest presenter at this yes. retreat. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Which I'm super excited about. Um, and something that I did want to share with everybody, if they're listening, is the early bird rate has expired. But um, I want to because I love Molly and I love Molly's tribe is if you're hearing this and it's before September 22nd, if you put in the word Molly, M-O-L-L-Y, you can still access that early bird um, discount. Awesome. Um, so Thank that would you. be, those are my two favorite ways of working is just bringing women together uh, virtually or in person. Wonderful. That's awesome. Well, I look forward to it and I know um, I have a couple people that are on their way and, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and so is there a URL anybody can go to to sign up if they just know they're ready to do that today? Yes. Uh, so if they are wanting just even more information from me that they can't come to the retreat, they don't know if they're ready for group coaching, if they go to my website, tracystotalwellness.com, and that's T-R-A-C-Y, Tracy's totalwellness.com, they can find a, a free ebook, which is my stress reset system. So it takes them through what I had mentioned, right? Getting support and having ritual. It takes them through a very easy, easy guide to reset the way that they respond to stress. Uh, that is free for everybody. They're more than um, happy to sign up for that. And then once they go to the website, that's the first thing they'll really see. And then if they're interested in services or events, everything's, it's pretty clear on the website to go from there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Tracy. It's been a wonderful conversation and I hope we do it again. Me as well. Thank you for having me, Molly. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. I'm back after that wonderful interview with Tracy Rickard. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. I love to kind of geek out on uh, talk about the body and how stress affects our hormones and how not listening to those inner promptings can cause the stress. And how amazing is that when we could stop it in its tracks, any kind of overall chronic illness, we could actually pay close attention to our bodies and 
give them what they need before the illness sets in so we don't get so depleted that we have to turn around and correct something like I did so many years ago. Um, now I look at it as I went in, cleaned out my health closet, figured out myself, figured out what my body needed. And now, sure, I have my things every now and then, but I can go in and it's a matter of days or weeks instead of years to clean up uh, the chronic uh, illnesses. So I suggest to you today to take some of the advice that you've heard and start looking at your own life. Um, I'm going to lead you in a meditation as, um, as I did last time um, before we leave today to help you tune into your body and see what it's trying to tell you at this time. But, you know, if there's other things you're living with, make sure you get those checked out um, with a health coach and or a medical doctor. Always get those scans and those checks to make sure that you're free and clear. And especially when the medical system is having a hard time finding what's wrong with you. A lot of times it is a spiritual ailment. A lot of times it is a stress-induced hormonal imbalance that can be fixed with diet, with herbs, with um, yoga and with exercise of the body. So there's natural ways to approach these things and I encourage you to check those out. So if you want to close your eyes with me before we say goodbye today, I'd like to guide you in yet another guided meditation to tune into your body and any issues you're having there so that you can walk away a little more clear, a little more uh, resolved to uh, handle what you're dealing with with more peace and ease. So with that deep breath in, very gently, exhale the troubles you've had today, any worries in your mind. Take another deep breath and relax into this moment. And allow an issue in your body to rise up in your awareness. Perhaps it's an uneasiness or queasiness. Perhaps it's a tightness or something that feels like a strain. Perhaps it's a pain that you deal with on a regular basis. It could even be an illness you already are aware of in your body that you deal with. As you become centered and focused on this particular sensation, awareness in your body, take another deep breath and place your dominant hand on your heart center. And with your dominant hand on your heart center, ask your spirit to clarify what your body's message is to you with this issue, ailment, or illness. Ask it to give you a hint of what your body's trying to convey to you, what it needs. And allow that to come to you in any way. It could be a word, it could be a vision, it could be a sensation. And when it's there, take another deep breath and place your non-dominant hand on your abdomen, your sacral chakra, the space of your creative solutions and intuition and ask your spirit to communicate to you. What do I need to know to shift my mind or my life in order to heal this issue, ailment, or illness? What can I give my body that will aid 
me returning to full and complete balance. Take a deep breath in gratitude for the answer, knowing that the answer could be a shift in a negative thought. It could be changing your route to work because the stress is so much on the highway that it drives you crazy every day, hours every day. It could be saying something to your partner or to your family member or to a good friend. It could be clearing the air. It could be changing your diet. It could be moving your body more. There's so many things that could be coming to you right now and honor whatever it is because we're all different and we all have different needs according to those differences. And just honor yourself for where you are. There's no shame in getting out of balance. We all do it. It's just a matter of learning how to get back. It's like surfing life and, and becoming conscious of our path, of our presence. It's just like finding the waves and learning to surf, which is all about balance, all about persistence and having fun. As our friend Tracy talked about a little bit, having fun. And if you need help with that, go ahead and contact her at tracystotalwellness.com. If you're looking for a reading to help you clarify what your body's trying to tell you, go ahead and sign up for my newsletter if you haven't already. I offer half-priced mini readings for your first time, just so you can try it out and see if you enjoy it. Um, If you've had a reading with me before, I invite you to schedule your next session at mollymccartney.com and uh, sign up at mollymccartney.com or empoweredwisdomhour.com. It goes to the same place. So I look forward to seeing your name in my inbox, uh, helping you on your spiritual path, as always being a full and complete service to you, your conscious awareness, and your inner peace, no matter what you're going through. Love to you today. Have a wonderful week. I will talk to you again soon. podcast was conceived, recorded, and produced by Molly McCartney. All content is intended to support your spirituality and is in no way intended to replace medical, psychological, or legal counsel. Private readings and interviews aired by permission only. Music and sound effects licensed through audiojungle.net. Learn more and subscribe at empoweredwisdomhour.com.